Hello, it is Monday, June 14th, 2021. A lot of conversations to be had. Dane Orshlovsky stops by. Absolutely love that guy. Obviously, can't wait for you to hear the conversation we had with him. He made some declarations we didn't necessarily understand, but he's done his research, so there's a reason behind it. A.J. Hawk, obviously. Uh, David Bakhtiari, the boys. I mean, let's have a Monday. Be a friend, tell a friend if by the end of this you like this show. If not, just act like it never happened. All right, let's get to it. How about soccer maybe being the lead off here? Here we go. This is not a, yeah, your mic's off, That's your mic's off. off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about soccer potentially being the lead off in this entire thing? Because this weekend, there was soccer teams from all over Europe mm-hmm. and Russia uh, playing in a, in a tournament that I did not know existed nope. until very, very recent here. And if you watched the games this weekend, you found out, oh, you don't give a fuck about this. Uh-uh. That is probably how a lot of us felt that are listening to this show. That is how a lot of us felt, I think, in here. I tried to watch. I tried to be invested. I tried my best to learn about the world's game, but it was just very difficult to care about any of those games, knowing that the team that I'm ultimately pulling for in the end, the United States, can never win that. Mm -mm. Now, if they would have allowed, okay, the CONCACAF Nations champion. Here we go. Also known as the United States of America to play in an exemption for a representative of the CONCACAF, then I think there would be, or maybe if there was even, I think then I would think, you know what, I could care about this. It was tough for me to get invested in it, but when that incident happened on saturday morning it was almost like a perspective putter for everybody it was i started thinking to myself if christian erickson a man who had a cardiac arrest on the field while the ball was getting thrown to like as he was touching the ball he passed it back full collapse full cardiac arrest right on tv then all of a sudden you have full panic then these these i don't know if they're paramedics i don't know if they were doctors i don't know if they were nurses i'm not exactly sure who they were they immediately start doing cpr live on the field right in front of everybody i would assume that there was millions of people watching around the globe i'd assume especially in europe watching that whole thing take place we were watching it here in the united states on nbc then the people in the stadium it was a scene that I honestly one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my entire life yeah. you're watching this man who is in your eyes in my eyes as somebody who played soccer growing up he had to be in peak human performance yeah mm-hmm to play soccer that is a marathon that is an absolute problem I mean that is something that is this one on Here we go. that is something that that sport is not only predicated upon being smart and having you know the wits of understanding the strategy and everything like that of soccer but you also have to have the conditioning of a marathon runner uh you have to train basically every single day all year round their seasons are incredibly long especially for him who plays on inter milan then you see something like that happen a scary scene where somehow he ends up in stable condition just like 11 to 12 minutes later when they get him into an ambulance and get him to a hospital there's a shot of him going into the ambulance where his eyes are alert and my first thought was like man that was like 10 minutes long it started at like 46 minutes on the clock which never stopped by the way neither did the broadcast which i'm assuming there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna have to answer some questions yeah Yeah. for sure because as i was watching at home alongside my wife who actually I was, I think I had went back to 
the bedroom to grab something and she like called she was like pat and i came out she was one so we just sat there for what that was like seven eight minutes of just like almost silence mm-hmm. the commentators were trying to put a perspective on it then you started seeing his wife was down there the goalie running back and forth coach running back and forth teammates crying and it was like at what point do you think you send us back to the studio right i yeah. I, I, I that's what i think i was thinking watching at home but then in this particular case, I mean, I guess hindsight's always twenty twenty, and we all assume the absolute worst, but the incredible work by the medical professionals. I have no idea how they were able to do that. I am bravo, yeah. hell of a job. Work. Amazing work by the responders there that, that took off and did that. And I guess hindsight, since they did show us all that, I think it gives us a much better uh, perspective and thank you know, yeah. like in admiration of the medical people yeah. like that see sure. that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because we watched a guy that was dead and then they say he was gone. Yeah. yeah, he was dead. And they brought him back to life. So I guess we got a chance to witness something that potentially happens sometimes in hospitals behind closed doors. But man, if that guy ends up dying in the long run, which is incredibly sad, uh Kristen Erickson obviously, that the people that were covering that we watched somebody's last I mean, it's just that was a wild situation i thought they were going to go to studio a lot quicker than they did then uefa obviously suspending the match and bringing the match back that's a whole thing now because they end up losing i mean it is and by the way this guy was like a stud player for them oh yeah this was a guy guy i texted gumpy i was like hey who is this he's like i used to play here and i plays at inter it's a he's a big i'm like damn how the hell does this happen uh happy he's okay but that was the big that was a crazy moment in my sports watching life did you guys get to see it i assume yeah for sure i don't know i can't remember if it was on the like espn copy or if maybe it was a tweet I saw from just like the stadium or I'm pretty sure they showed them like hit me absolutely that was what brought them back to life right right paddles but when I saw that I was like holy shit like I I was trying to think if I if we'd ever seen anything like similar to this in like any sporting event and most of the time you know it's just like a guy with like a gruesome injury or something like that I was trying to think football but the cramp I guess would be yeah uh uh-huh the the Tony Romo the the which by the way it has to be very hard to talk over the those gruesome injuries it's always like bone or something like that like skin blood bone oh my god that surgery is going to be crazy whenever it's like oh hey this guy could die this is it right here my dad played in a um i forget what age i was over 30 league or over 40 league or something like that and i did not go to the game i usually went to every single one of his games i did not go to this game for whatever reason happened and i'm very happy i wasn't there i'd assume that would be uh you know, a traumatizing thing, especially there instead. I mean, very, very fortunate that he was in the presence of whoever the fuck saved his his life there. Yeah. Whoever that was, incredible job. But man, what a perspective. That could happen to Christian Erickson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's happy he's all right, man. That's a wild, wild weekend. Then after that, hearing he's okay, good news. So let's go ahead. Hopefully he'll be able to regain everything because with that, amount of time with an absence of airflow i wonder what potentially happens right. you know that's yeah. kind of but they were pressing i guess for the whole ah man i don't know enough about medical all i do know is i said holy shit is this happen? i thought it was it was almost like a I'm gonna say outer body. It what? It just didn't feel real. Yeah, just, it didn't real. just learn to this tournament. I I just found out it's a massive deal. Then bang, I'm watching. It's like, oh my god, here we go. But then after we find out he's okay, the day moves along. Then what time is it? It's fucking Nate Diaz. Time. Ooh, yeah. Hey, hey, it is Nate Diaz. Time. Now I know there are other fights. Okay, mm-hmm. and there was 
the stars were in abundance. A lot of them. You know what I mean? The stars were out there. Oh, yeah. It was a hell of a show, okay? I didn't catch a lot of the fights leading up to Nate Diaz or many afterwards. <laughs> sure. But, but going into, you know, watching clips on the internet and seeing everybody that was there and the moments and the lead up and Beeb showing up alongside Austin Matthews. Shout out to Sports Center, you know, on the internet, clipping out. <laughs> the athlete in the photo <laughs> and putting Beebs in there. By the way, Beebs moves the needle. Hey, that's Beebs. I don't know if you saw where uh, Dana White put Beebs. Hard side camera on the opposite. So give him a little space so he can lean forward to. Incredibly interested in what was going on, he by did. the way. And obviously, that's it. he's a needle mover. Then you had the Fertitta guy who sold the company, by the way, mm -hmm. the original owner yep. of UFC, who's sitting there cage side. And you know, it's the first five-round non-championship or non-title fight the UFC's ever had for Nate Diaz. And it starts out, you know, and Nate Diaz comes out, and I'm like, okay, here we go. This is our guy. This is it. Place goes apeshit for him. Mm -hmm. That has to be a feeling that is pretty cool. You're walking out to fight another human. It, that's a gladiator experience. Yeah. This is like yeah. the actual gladiator. And that entire place in Arizona was on his side. I mean, yeah. the, the entire place. And then old buddy uh, Leon comes out or whatever. He gets booed. I was like, okay. Whoa. I wonder if he knew he was going to be the heel. He was very, very, didn't really let it affect him. Didn't play into it. Much was in there. But when Nate starts fighting and bending over in front of him and doing all this, and, and you got Rogan going crazy. No, this is a part of his strategy, by the way. He is he is trying to fuck with this guy. I'm like, this is why Nate is the man. Like, yes. you forget about these things after watching so many of these UFC events when a Diaz brother's not fighting. You forget that that is their actual style. Like, hey, fuck you. Like, hey, yeah. mm -hmm. they are actually, you know, black belt jujitsu trained incredible athlete fighters that are like street style fighters and i absolutely love everything about it he gets into the third round okay felt like he was just trying to make it to the fourth round maybe because i thought somebody might have had a bet or something was there over under on th he gets then into the fifth round it's like okay here's nate diaz time and i don't know if old buddy fully respected it that entire time diaz had his ass out oh yeah, yeah. that guy was out with like 48 seconds yeah. left I, think. I don't know why he didn't you know what I mean? I mm -hmm. think he tried afterwards, but I think even he was incredibly tired with his incredible cardio and conditioning, and he smokes. And guy's a fucking hero. This yeah. guy. Yeah. He's a fucking hero. And I think he could have had him. Oh, yeah. I honestly think he, he pointed at him, and the guy, the camera, I, hey, scar tissue. He's got so much built-up scar tissue mm -hmm. from all the fight. He bleeds a lot of work. That held true. Okay. There was a lot of blood. I don't. They were zooming in on old buddy's face. He was out. Yeah. All, I think all Diaz had to do was literally just give him like a little shove at yeah. that one time. He was, I wonder if, you know, when you're 24 minutes into a fight, if that isn't as noticeable yeah. as maybe when you zoom in on 4K. <laughs> yeah, right. When you zoom in on 4K, there's a lot of people tweeting like, oh, it was a work. He didn't want to beat him. He just wanted to put on a show, blah, blah. There's people tweeting that. He didn't do that. It was like, uh, maybe he's 24 minutes into the fight. And he's like, yeah. I he out? I think he's out. Yes. I think he's out there. It was just, it was an amazing show. I loved it. And then I went to bed immediately after that. Uh, Congrats to uh, Stylebender. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And uh, uh, Vittori. Who? Mm -hmm. Marvin Vittori. Okay. He, that winner. Uh, he, no, he didn't. He's who fought Stylebender. Uh, Brandon Moreno. Moreno, was the other. yeah. There Moreno, yeah, there uh, champion. Yep. Okay. Congrats to him. And uh, he beat up uh, that other guy. Oh, yeah. Hey, he beat up the other guy. Figueroa. Hey, figure Henry, right? Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Even if Diaz didn't like want to win, though, isn't that what makes him so awesome? Is that he's just in there to put on a show and fucking point at people after he knocks them out? Well, then he also gave away his home address. So he's having a house party. <laughs> Come on over to the house. And then he, I think, I think he was trying to get a shout out to a, a sponsor or a business there at the end. He got it, by the way. He was like, he goes over, he talks again. The camera was off, which I wonder if that was going to be maybe a, a plug for his bud oh, or yeah. something Ooh. like that. Because, you know, I mean, after you fight for 25 minutes, I'd assume it's difficult to get a shirt on. Yeah. yeah. What a legend, man. Love that guy, mm -hmm. by the way. And then he was asked about what strand of weed he was smoking. And he said, it is an indica, but. I like I'll fucking smoke it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big fan of that. Uh, shout out to him. Then, obviously, on Sunday, there's some golf happening. There's some life happening. Uh, there was an IndyCar race. There was a tennis. Joker. Yeah, hey. Joker. Hey, Joker. Big win over in Paris there in tennis. Mm -hmm. He had it with that Greek fellow, though. Hey, mm -hmm. he had it all. I mean, that went to extra innings. Oh, yeah. That thing goes to extra innings. <laughs> almost goes into even more. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Almost sudden death OT was happening at one Ooh. point. Joker is. Uh, incredibly talented yeah. I like how emotional he is mm -hmm. I like that he you know has a little bit of like competitive juices Juice. oh yeah, like, yeah. I, I like that a lot now I assume he is considered to be a bit brash and maybe uh, insufferable by some in the tennis community yeah I think there's probably a lot of people who don't like him yeah I just want I enjoy whenever He's somebody awesome. goes into one of those yuppie worlds and is just completely a maniac <laughs> I think that's why people like McEnroe mm -hmm. if you think back to when Tiger uh, went into the golf world that was a super hey how you doing how you doing how you doing keep it moving type sport and Tiger comes in and is like yeah fuck you yeah. No, I'm trying to win every single one we got here like I I enjoy like when competitive juices start popping off in situations that are competitive that have to get buried by people though it seems like some of those sports they're like hey that's not Hey, it's always like, act like you've been there, act like you've mm -hmm. been there, act like you've been there. It's like, well, what if my natural reaction is to be like, yeah, I haven't been hey, here. Hey, I'm before. pumped. Hey, I, have <laughs> not, I might have been here before, but I may never be here again. Let's go ahead and enjoy this thing. You know, like that with the way he handles some shit. Well, and he is one of those guys who can say like, well, not many people have been where I'm. I mean, I think he won his 19th Grand Slam. Mm -hmm. like, and like, we we're, I think we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, but like, Top tier tennis, like very, very competitive tennis, is one of the most fun things to watch. Like, I mean, champion when it matters. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like days like yesterday, where it's like the sets, like every sets, every is. point is just uh, a <laughs> long volley. It was awesome. I was trying my best because it keeps score just like baseball. Oh yeah, you know. So I was, I seen it on the TV. They're going a little bit long. I didn't, I didn't remember what it was. They got the deuce there though. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. in that extra set to win that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Joker put up. Not today. You're not going to have your little fairy tale night against me. No. Sipi Toss. Mm -hmm. <laughs> was that his name? Sipi yeah. Toss. Yeah, yeah. Sipi Toss. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. I became a fan of him. Good He's young flow. too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I became a fan mm -hmm. of him in that match or whatever. But and I thought to myself, there was a moment where old. Uh, uh, Joker. Is that his name? Sitsipas, I believe that is how you pronounce it. I, yeah. I, I'm trying my best. I see it on the screen. I, don't, I didn't know how to pronounce it when it was on the screen. I didn't have sound on. So, <laughs> I, uh, so I'm trying to sound it out. But it is a Greek last name. I apologize. Representing uh, Greece, though. There was a moment where they were in extra sets and it was getting pretty close there. And I think it could have turned for him. Like he could have potentially went on the way. He had this moment where he did like this nice deep breath. It was like a. And it, I, I like. I would like to know what he was thinking in that moment. 
You know, because I assume he was thinking to himself, I've worked my entire fucking life. I'm playing against Joker right now Mm -hmm. in the championship of pair in the whatever the fuck it's called. Like that was a cool moment for me, like looking at like the athlete inside. There was like a full deep, deep inhale where it's like, yeah, you've been here before. No, you haven't actually. No, you have not. This is Joker. You you thought you were here. Ah, fuck it. Like, it, it. like I really, I enjoyed that moment. It was cool competition to watch. Yeah. Whenever you say, like, high-level tennis is cool to watch, if it matters. You know, that's, like, mm-hmm. my thought with this Euros. Like, I assume this is good soccer. A lot of teams I watched this weekend as Euros, I think our United States team, uh, CONCACAF champs, can yeah. walk in there and just fucking have their way, by the Crush way. Em. Which makes me feel even better about the World oh, Cup that's coming up. Can't wait. Hey, hate to break it to you, Europe. Hate to break it. We learned the game. Yeah. We learned how to play the game. We got the guys. Okay, we got to send our guys over to your towns. Mm-hmm. All right, we send them over to your towns. You guys just kind of give them the game, and then they're coming back, and they're teaching everybody else. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Reina. Shout out to Pulisic. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the World Cup champs on the whenever the fuck the World Cup is in a year, two, three, maybe, whatever it is. Yeah! You mentioned, you mentioned them going over and playing. I mean, don't do that. We won the CONCACAFA. Let's get the winner. Let's get the winner of the Euros, hey. and then we'll play that. Team. Hey, you know what? You're right. Yeah, because this was the first time the Concafa ever happened. Yeah, you right. Know? Some are saying Concacaf, but then you're leaving out a certain, at least Caribbean. I think you're also mm-hmm, leaving out right. there, which is a little bit rude. But what if the what if the Concafa is the premier title? What if the United States goes on to win the World Cup and all of a sudden the CONCACAFA is now the league that homes homes the World Cup champion? Boom. What do we do now? Do you guys potentially, you know, is it like a Champions League thing where you guys are competing? Top four can come play against the CONCACAFA World Cup champion league? That's a good Ooh. idea. I mean, maybe. I'm just spitballing here. This could happen. So maybe invite us to the Euros earlier. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, so we don't have to do that type of stuff. You know what I mean? We can kind of bring this whole thing together. But until... The United States of America, which is its own continent, mm-hmm. um, is part of the Euros. Right. It's going to be hard for me to be invested. Well, like we said, too, I mean, <laughs> listen, the CONCACAF is the second most prestigious tournament in the world after the World Cup. Yeah, Gumpy's been out here trying to sell us a, a bag of Euros. on these Euros. <laughs> I mean. Hey, it was. It was tough to watch. <laughs> hey, and they gave multiple op- nine at nine a.m., twelve p.m., three. I mean, you had Here multiple opportunities. I was like, okay, hey, maybe maybe we got some guys in this hey, one. Hey, you know what I learned though with that type of booking, mm-hmm. you know, with that type of booking or whatever, like the NFL when they have that morning game, I'm gonna watch it because it's the NFL, right? Okay, so I'm just gonna watch it because it's the NFL. But I could see how a casual fan that morning game, if it's not a good game, guess what? They're gone and they're like, okay, when's the next games? Next games are one. All right, cool. I'm gonna do my shit. I'll be back at one. And then at one, there's like 17 games. <laughs> there isn't. There isn't, but there is you. You get it. Yeah, right. There's a lot of games at one. Then at four, there's a plethora. And then, you know, the Sunday Night Football primetime game, you're hoping is going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, you know, when we do the up on our thing, the, the issue with it is, though, just like the casuals have with the NFL, with the morning game, if I, if I peek into one of these Zeros games and I don't know how to – I don't even know what the countries are when I just see a little <laughs> – yeah. I don't know who – and I don't know a single player on any of these, mm-hmm. and it's 0-0. Zero, zero. I mean, there's a good chance. I'm like, all right, when's that next game up? Three hours from now? Croatia's playing? Sounds good. All right, I'll check in on the Croatians here. And three. Then you go back over there and you start, and it's like one nothing or whatever, and it's, 
I don't know any of these people. Uh, this game's uh, over. I already uh, missed the goal. Stinks. Oh, okay. <laughs> I already missed the goal. <laughs> yeah. I missed the whole thing. Uh, I showed up at the gas station and the winning scratch off was already sold. There ain't no winners here. I'm just buying it. That's basically what you feel like when you're watching this game. And then you get, maybe even you watch 20, 30 minutes. It's like, do I, what am I fucking What's going doing? on here? Why am I, why am I doing this? That, that's kind of how I felt all weekend. I think though, when it gets to like the semifinal, semifinal, yeah. I think I'll get, I'll be invested then. You know, like whenever it's a semifinal of this Euros, yes. You know, maybe if England's playing, you know, since I watched the crown, yeah. you know, I feel like I know a little bit about what's oh, yeah. going on. The Lions, maybe, yeah, exactly. And by the way, I heard there's a little dissension among the ranks in the French squad. Yeah, oh, yeah, I heard, not the French, good. heard the French teams. Potentially in disarray, they were in. Their, they were the favorite to win the whole thing. Uh-huh. And then Belgium came to. Hey, good team that Belgium team. Oh, hey, wait right till they show up. And yeah. hey, when we get to the uh, the, the uh, Euro football playoffs, mm-hmm. hey, when we get to the quarterfinal or, or whatever, that's when I'm gonna pay attention. To okay. I don't know if there's any feeling that can equate to when you're watching a soccer game and you get up and you're not watching and they score a goal. Oh. That is the it completely takes the air out of your sails. You can't watch it anymore. Yeah. I waited 49 straight minutes. And what do you do? Fucking knock one in? Mm-hmm. What a joke, dude. Well, I'm taking a dump. Are you kidding me? Are you I was forced to go to the bathroom because you guys yeah. were playing so long. All right, you're you decided to make this thing go 50 minutes in the first half because there's five minutes of extra time or whatever, and now I go poop or pee, and you guys decide to make something happen. Now you're right. I mean, now everybody just DVRs goes back, but not me. I, I got to wash it in real time. Well, and, and a big issue I'm having is that moment that you missed, you know, because you were taking a dump. I probably saw it before you on my Twitter timeline. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and I probably saw that goal happen. And guess what? I didn't have to do. Watch 48 minutes of action. Bingo. It's <laughs> the worst part. Yeah. You know what, though? If the United States was playing, I'd watch that thing. 100%. We need a team to win like seven or eight nothing, too. Like, I feel like that, like with like the Women's World Cup, like every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll watch the women's, uh, the U.S. team. Like, we're going to beat someone 15 to one today. Like, that's fun to watch. Yeah. Well, and also, by the way, if you, if you see a team hang eight on someone, Nine, you're mm-hmm. like, okay, this is my new favorite team. Right, I'm invested now. This is my team. Okay, so when they're playing, there's a chance this is going to happen. A lot of people are probably calling us just ignorant, though, I assume right now for the way we're speaking about the world's game. No, sorry, it's the truth. Hey, we might be in the minority of thinking about the sport, but just know that this, this opinion does exist out there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's right now it's happening in this room. Pretty correct. That was tough to watch, dude. I wanted to so bad. Uh, joining us now, though, to talk about some other big news that happened this weekend, especially in our world. Now, I took every minute I possibly could not to talk about something because I said to myself and to the team on Friday, I'm not talking about Aaron Rodgers until something happens. Yep. Yeah. Then I, I, I literally said, said mm-hmm. I say, hey, listen, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm sick of it. I'm done with it. Nothing new is happening. Recycled information is now becoming breaking news yet again. I think at this point, we're done with it. Then Mark Murphy has to go do a stand-up set. Yeah, right. Okay, has to go do a stand-up set and says, you know, as great Ted Thompson once said, Aaron Rodgers is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't say that exactly, but I mean, for... A guy who's a president of a, a billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar operation that is publicly funded, basically. I mean, the the lack of being able to read a room by calling Aaron a complicated fellow, which, by the way, I'm not saying that's a massive... 
I'm not saying that's like a haymaker shot, no. but just in the world that we're in, we're trying to get a fucking resolution to this situation. We are as a show, NFL fans are yeah. as a whole. Other teams are probably trying to figure out, can we get Aaron Rodgers or mm. can we not get Aaron Rodgers? Then I guess there are some teams that are like, we don't want Aaron to control the narrative and this become the NBA. We'll talk about that later. We have some big news for you. Yeah. Your favorite men's healthcare brand, Roman, is now available at Walmart. Roman's non prescription products have got you covered with everything from sexual health. What? Aaron, you're about to get back in the game, by the way. Yeah, Let's yeah. go. Should send him some. We should. At, or just send them to Walmart because it's available yeah. there. Roman oh, and yeah. Walmart. Mm-hmm. Everything from sexual health to everyday health. Your well-being is important and taking care of it should be simple. Now you can add to cart in real life. Ooh. Roman now available at Walmart. We're in your area. Let's go take care of it. And also, special Roman condoms are new and exclusive to Walmart. You won't find them anywhere else. Designed ultra thin, lubricated for pleasure, and FDA cleared because safe is sexy. Hell yeah. Roman swipes are an easy, discreet way to delay ejaculation and increase sexual stamina. They're fast acting and your partner will enjoy them too because there's no passed along desensitization if you use it as intended. Longer, better sex with Roman swipes. Roman condoms keep you safe. And also, they got testosterone supplements. They got hair supplements. Roman has everything to make you the best you possible. Visit your local Walmart store today and check out Roman's line of men healthcare products. All clinically tested and make you best you possible. Joining us now, a man who we have not gotten his opinion on this entire thing, but to hopefully explain to us how and why this whole thing happened, like he does every single day, every single night on ESPN, Dane or Schloss. What's up, boys? What's going on? What are you doing, man? You've been on vacation for like two, three months. Haven't seen him on TV forever. What have you been up to? I was on TV four days ago. I'm on oh, TV in two days, so that's a completely false statement. I've been chilling, just hanging some family time, coaching my kids in lacrosse and baseball, mm, cussing oh, them yeah. out when they don't do the things I want, so it's been good. Hey, listen, you need to fudge and throw the twine a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah. So what you say over there in lacrosse practice? You need Uncle Pat to come in? I got, I've been learning a lot about the old uh, – the, uh, sticks. I actually just got done dropping off lacrosse shirts this team while the kids are at school. My son is obsessed with the sport, man. Obsessed. So Hey, sport of the future. Sport mm-hmm. of the future. I just think it's going to happen. Come, if you can come coach them, you're hired. Well, we'll see how the schedule works. I was saying that hopefully that you were saying no because I know nothing about the sport. But I appreciate you being a good dad. Good dad out there, Dano. Uh, especially in the middle of everything else you got going on, like being the expert on all things quarterbacks in the world of ESPN and the NFL world. Dan, the Mark Murphy thing, me thinks, okay, uh, your tweet, man. Right? <laughs> uh, me thinks, okay, very similar to how you thinks right now, I think. How do you view this whole thing with Aaron and Mark at this point? And everybody keeps saying, Guttekunz, Guttekunz. And we must say, hey, there's a couple people, I think, that we're potentially leaving out in this whole how everything gets handled situation. What are your thoughts, Dan? And how does this end, you think? Yeah, over the weekend, my brain kept going to Jim Harbaugh. And I remember, like, Jim Harbaugh, the head coach of the 49ers, when they had their four-year run or five-year run where they were unbelievable and he was with Cap and, you know, they went to a couple NFC championship games and obviously a Super Bowl. And then I remember, like, them, 
you know, there was the reports that the 49ers wanted to move on from Harbaugh. And I just remember going back and thinking, myself, like, why would you want to move on from a coach that's been that good? And everyone was like, well, he's really hard to deal with or they people don't get along with them or this and that. And that's all my brain went to this week with this weekend with Mark Murphy making him his comments, because first of all, to say that Aaron is a complicated fella, let's break that down. So you mean to tell me that the guy that was overlooked in high school recruiting, then the guy that was overlooked after he went to um, Juco College, then the guy that was overlooked in college, then the guy that was overlooked in the NFL draft, he's got a little bit of stuff to him that you don't like now that he's gotten an incredible amount of... No, duh. No, doy, dude. Like, you don't you do not do all of that unless you are... That is wired very, very, very uniquely. And I know a lot of people that are complicated. I was one of them. That was That's why I was a backup for 12 years. Like, that's just the truth of it. And so... It seems and it sounds like the Packers front office can tell us everything that we want to hear about. We want to do everything we can to bring Aaron Rodgers back and we're going to attack it every single day. No, you're not. You're, you're not. You're not, dude. I, because you, whether you consider complicated fella to have a negative connotation or not, not. it's not a positive one. Yeah. It's not an uplifting like, you know, like. Hey, we, we need this guy back because he's our Super Bowl caliber quarterback. So I just think that the front office is done. I just think the front office yeah. doesn't want Aaron Rodgers around anymore, just as much as it sounds Aaron doesn't want to be there. To follow up on your complicated point, you know, to be a human that has accomplished what he has and basically amongst all football people, the most talented quarterback in the history of football. Right. He's an alien. He's unique. If you could consider... Uh, how he got there or how he became him, that guy, the, one of the goats, like, I guess that could be complicated because if we could figure that out, I guess we'd put it in a bottle. We'd put it in yeah, a bottle and we right. would just go ahead and give it to everybody. But yeah. whenever you do say stuff like that and you do think like, oh, this, and, uh, you know, this is, a, he didn't say it. It kind of got taken out of context. But as soon as he said it, he knew it was going to get taken out of context, especially in a position he's at where it's like this Aaron situation is, you know, splitting our fan base or whatever. And then now with the, he's a complicated fella. It's like, he's doing this on purpose. He has to. If yeah. not, he shouldn't be. Yeah, the, listen, yeah. this guy's the president of the Green Bay Packers. I know because of my past with the broadcast boot camp that I did wow. that those people that are in those prominent roles constantly get public speaking coaching. You know, like the, the way to speak to certain groups, things to focus on. Like those guys, they've been publicly speaking for two decades. He knows exactly what he's doing. That wasn't a slip up, nor was the div division of the fan base a slip up. He's being being very tactical, just like Aaron is very smart with the way that he comes out and says things. Mark Murphy's trying to be just as smart with the way he think is saying things. And all I know is this, dude, at the end of the day, you alienating your quarterback, now having his teammates completely go out and publicly support him, it, it does absolutely nothing to to benefit your organization or rest the potential of him coming back. Are we too late now, though? What, what do we think? Because everybody, it depends on the day on who's reporting what, to be honest. Um, you know, at, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers is strong as hell in how he feels. And then the next day, it's like, they're not going to trade him. So then the next day, it's like, they should... 
uh, have a year where they just say, hey, one more year, one more time, and then that'll set us up, that sets you up, that whole thing. And now it's at this point, how do you see them coming to a, an arrangement? I, I don't know. And we're getting close here now. Yeah. And not soon yeah. enough. The season doesn't start soon enough, but it starts <laughs> soon. I mean, there yeah. it is. You know what I mean? How do they? How does this end, you think, Dan? Yeah, I said this last week. Like, at some point, when does Green Bay focus on football? Because they're the only team in the NFL that hasn't had the opportunity to focus on football. I think the only way that, hmm. uh, that Aaron go goes back, there's two ways that I think Aaron, because my mind has changed a little bit now that we've got to the middle of June. There's two ways that my mind sit there and says Aaron plays for the Packers this year. He just doesn't want to give up 30 plus million dollars by sitting out, you know, like he just and I don't know if where he is with that or if it's not something he would do. But if he doesn't want to do that, that's obvious. Or two. And I kind of talked about this a couple of weeks ago. His agent, David Dunn, like what happens if his agent, David Dunn, goes back to Aaron and says, hey, the only team that is going to give up enough that Green Bay is going to consider this trade is the, the Las Vegas Raiders. Because then Aaron has to, I would imagine, sit back and go, all right, as much as I dislike some of the people that are here, I'm not winning the Super Bowl in the next two or three years with that defense in, in Las Vegas. So costs be above all things, and no matter what the destination is, or does he want to go out to a place that, Listen, he's got a shot to win the Super Bowl, and that's not in Las Vegas. I do think he has it in Denver. So I think those would be the only two ways that Aaron actually goes and says, all right, I'll stick around for another year. Um, Dan, same I think a lot of teams ahead. I think a lot of teams would be interested if they find out Aaron's potentially on the move, though, don't you think? Well, I, this again, this goes back to this. Um, do you have the capital to, to give it up to Green Bay? And do you have a young player at the position that you like really believe has a super bright future? Because again, if you're the Cleveland Browns, sure, you every team wants Aaron Rodgers, but is it worth giving up those potentially three first round picks and likely moving on from Baker Mayfield? If you're, I, I would say that's a tough pill to swallow if you're Cleveland after finally building it up. The Miami Dolphins. Are you going to give up all that and move on from Tua? Like that's the team that I could sit there and says, has a young, promising quarterback, but if you had the chance to give up three ones and move on from that young quarterback, they should very much so entertain doing it because they're a Super Bowl contender with them. The Denver Broncos are obviously a home run. So I think that like I, I, there's a lot of variables attached to it other than, man, we want Aaron Rodgers. Did you say Miami Super Bowl? I think any team with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback is in a conversation for winning whatever. You think I just don't see it. Like that. Again, I'll go back to the Raiders. Not with that defense. What about Miami? Yeah, they're a Super Bowl contender with Aaron. Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. With that defense and those Kyle weapons offensively gone. that mm -hmm. they got. They are a Super Bowl contender with Aaron. Hey, Absolutely. people need to start paying more attention to the pay or to the Dolphins. You think because what if Tua? You you kind of said he stinks, but what if Tua, who was at sixty percent? You kind of said that. <laughs> what if Tua, who was at sixty percent or whatever last year? What if, if he comes out and has a very 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 good year? You think the Dolphins are going to surprise some people this year? Uh, oh yeah, I think that's the best division. I think that's one of the top two or three divisions in football um, with that defense. Like here's the thing. They got two tight ends that are really good in Miami. They have three offensive linemen that were top four draft picks or four, four first-round draft picks that all were rookies last year. So, like, that offensive line is going to be massively improved. 
the addition of Waddle, the addition of Will Fuller, will he stay healthy? Be, you know, big question marks. I love their two tight ends. I think they're really well coached. Their defense gives up, I don't know, 17 a game, 20 a game. Like, Tua is set up to play really, really good football. The Dolphins should be very good this year. Hey, they got rid of Kyle Van Noy. They made some changes on that defensive yeah. side. I, I didn't know that it was a this year type run for the Dolphins. I had not looked into them enough. Hey, good for Gumpy. Hey, yeah, go yeah, Finn. Finn's up. Hey, Finn's up. Uh, go ahead, Ty. Dan, given everything with Aaron going on, if he doesn't come back, what is a realistic expectation for the Packers this year with Jordan Love? I assume you've watched you know more tape on him than most people. Yeah. And I see a lot of people <laughs> saying that they'll still go to the playoffs if they have Jordan Love. You think that's the case? I don't see them as a playoff football team, but they're definitely the right situation to break in a young um, inexperienced quarterback, you know, top five offensive line, top five run game, number one receiver, runaway number one, but one of the best in the league. Couple of good variable pieces in an improving defense and a really good play caller. So, like, they're not going to fall off and become a team that wins three or four football games. I think they're a team that probably flirts around five hundred or so. What are they? Uh, seven and. Seven and ten, right? Seven and ten, maybe eight and nine type of football team. Um, I do. I have said this. Jordan Love is the first quarterback since 2005 that was drafted in the first round that didn't start a football game last year. So, the, nor did they even think he was capable, ready, or good enough to be their backup. So, the reports of him still struggling with accuracy in training or OTAs and minicamp like yeah those are concerning to me because it only gets harder like I should be accurate when I'm in shorts and can't get hit once I know that people can hit me Were you? I, play bit, I play a little bit more like damn like, uh oh I'm about to get my head taken off so my accuracy doesn't damn. you know it doesn't get better it gets worse so Dan Dan um, Dan yeah Dan Jordan Love had a terrible day one allegedly and then day two had a good day should he be having terrible days if he's going to be good, or does that happen to everybody? No, I think you have terrible – like, th I think there's different terrible days. I remember years ago, Patrick – I think it was Patrick's first year going into a start, and he threw, like, six interceptions, one practice, and everyone was like, oh, my gosh, young quarterback, you're just trying to figure things out when I stare to the left 45 yards downfield. There's a difference between struggling and still having accuracy issues, at least in my opinion. Like, when you're still showing – accuracy issues that's concerning when you're throwing again throwing routes on air throwing one-on-ones and throwing in shorts when you're not getting hit struggling with that is different than you know we had a couple rough periods because like that's when you're learning an offense that's when you're figuring out how progressions work versus different coverages that's when you're testing the boundaries so to speak so there's different levels or different variables of struggling and that's why i go back like again i don't think jordan love when you I remember breaking down tape on Get Up, and everyone was like, talent, talent, I said, talented. There are accuracy concerns. And I remember making the point of Josh Allen did not have accuracy concerns at Wyoming. That was a completely misrepresented, blown-out thing. Mm. Jordan Love at Utah State did. So to continue to still have the accuracy issues, yes, that's concerning to me. All right, so I've been told by people that you can't fix that can you fix that that's not that i heard like if you're an accurate throw you're an accurate right. throw if you're not you're not like, yeah is that because and it's, i think you can incrementally slightly improve it 
I don't know anybody, and I've been around the game for a long time. I don't know anybody who's gone from inaccurate to becoming accurate. Like, have that's, guys, see, that's what I have heard as well. Right. Like, you're the new, you're the you're the next person to tell me that because I've heard that a couple times in the past. Because yeah. as quarterbacks come into the building, whether they're going to be backups or whatever, and they'll show it for male one, but obvious miss, like obvious yeah. miss, they'll be like, oh yeah, that, that ain't. That and again, ain't, I think, you can, be I think you, can, you can incrementally improve it. I do. You can get a little bit better at it, but I mean, we're talking about a guy that's been throwing a certain way and a certain style physically for 12 plus years. That was a bad ball. No, it was no, 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 fucking done. I had to in the And I got training camp or a mini camp up with the Patriots. What are you I, even I talking? Taught you better. Taught you better in 2011 on the sidelines when we were cheering guys on. I had okay? passes before that. Um, <laughs> so I don't think you can get. I don't. I just don't believe. I've never seen a guy go from something to he is to something he isn't. So he stinks. Go yeah, ahead, Connor. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Danny, what are you hearing about Mac Jones? And do you think that he will play this year or no? Do you? I love, I love that you just called me Danny. Our relationship just went to a little bit of a different level. Well, then he mocked you for the me's thing. Whoa, thing. Yeah, he did. Whoa, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said use think. Yeah, he did. He, he, whoa, he tried to sneak it in. Oh, no. Yeah, he tried to sneak it in there. One step forward, two steps back, kind of guy. Yeah. Can't win with it. I haven't heard a ton about Mac. You know, like, I think the Patriots situation is always a unique one where it's like we're going to give you weird numbers and we're not going to really give you the chance to win the job until we want to give you a chance to win the job. And, you know, so they, they obviously do things a little bit differently. I think that Mac Jones starts week one. Whoa. Um, off of what reason, information? What? Just your – I think I, I believe all five rookie quarterbacks start week one. Um, mm-hmm. I think they should. Um, I think G. Mac Jones starts week one because Jimmy one, G. I think Jimmy G. I don't. Uh, why would you start Jimmy G? Okay, all right. Go back to Mac Jones. Um, I think that New England is going to go completely thirty years, absolutely pound the rock, and they're going to be really good offensively. Top five offensive line. They've got really good backs. I think they're going to ask their quarterbacks to kind of do the least amount out of most guys in the NFL. Um, and it's going to become about third down passing in New England. And to do that really well, you got to have two things. You got to be able to absolutely own who's not, where's the blitz coming, send the offensive line back. You got all that stuff. And then you got to have remarkable oh, no. ball placement. And I think those are two things that Mac Jones will excel at. Um, and I think that, that for those reasons, he's going to be their starter. All right. Well, Dan, every time I get to hear you speak, I feel like I get smarter. Uh, I appreciate you coming out of your vacation from being a lacrosse coach and giving us some great stuff, Dan. I appreciate you. You're the man. I hope you guys are well. You look great, bud. Thank you. I've been intermittent fasting and spray tanning. So, Mm -hmm. Huh? How's the intermittent fasting going? Have you lost some LBs? Yeah, I don't get on a scale because I don't like a number to decide how I'm doing, but I have lost (laughs) a lot visually, I believe. Yeah, my wife is laughing at the spray tan thing, by the way. Hey, tell her. You look great. Tell her I said hello. Uh, Hey, how's it going? Good to see you. All right, have a good one. Thanks for stopping by. Sorry for interrupting in the family. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is our fault. Kids are all at school. Dan, I appreciate your dedication, pal. We were dropping off t-shirts. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot. You you like my saying, bud? What is it? That's what I yell at kids all the time on the lacrosse field. Celebrate with your teammates! Hell oh, yeah! yeah! Hey, you need man, it. McAfee. Hey, you Love too, you, Dan. Buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Rodolfo. Yeah. Anyways, joining us now... <laughs>
very much different than that conversation. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Um, all pro, left tackle. I believe the highest paid left tackle at one point. I don't know if he still is. Might have to renegotiate. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Green Bay Packers in A.J. Hawk booking, David Bakhtiari. Yay! How's it going, beer chugger, man? What's going on? Uh, good. Just got done grocery shopping. Just got home. Um, I got these two little rascals playing in front of me, so I apologize in advance. Oh, the, uh, the, 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 probably the barking that that's going to ensue. They just happen to love fighting right at my feet. <laughs> hey, that's good. You know, make the house be competitive around there. Every exactly. toy is needed. You should go to barkbox.com forward slash pack with a free extra toy in every box this year. Uh, Bakhtiari. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. The initial reason why I was so fascinated talking to you is because that photo of those high school offensive linemen, what were your thoughts as these teenagers surrounded you and looked down upon you yeah. during this photo? This is insane. Is this where you're from? And are these guys all going to Alabama next year, I assume? <laughs> um, well, they're, they're juniors and seniors, and uh, I met them outside my favorite uh, hometown breakfast spot, Christie's, um, in Burlingame. Uh, I've been going there since I was a I was their age. But, yeah, I, I felt like a, a kind of an alpha move was when we took the photo and they put their arm over my shoulder. Oh. Um, oh. And, it, you know, I, I wasn't going to go for a competitive, like, no, 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 my arm goes on top of you. So I kind of got uh, – yeah, I got out. I got put uh, in a beta situation. I didn't know how to get out of it, <laughs> and yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't want to like. Oh you know, my god, that be guy! Caught, be caught in a move where I'm like competing against you know like these these are still teenagers at the time uh, right now. So I, I had to just uh, I had to take the L on that one, and uh, and then I just let uh, Twitter absolutely roast me for being a tiny, I guess, a linebacker. Imagine <laughs> if that guy starts doing this. By the way, imagine yeah. if he just starts batting you on the head. Oh my. That would have been amazing. I assume those kids are nice. Go ahead, AJ. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm wondering how your rehab is coming, man. How's your ACL doing? How many months out are you from surgery? It, for some reason, we don't get to hear as much about your your rehab because there's a couple other things happening uh, in the Green Bay area. Yeah, you know, um, typical fashion, Aaron taking uh, all the media, so <laughs> no one gets any attention. Um, the Green Bay Rogers, so, you know, other guys, that, you know, hardworking people that are recovering from, you know, big injuries. There's still nothing to talk about on that front. But thank you very much for asking me, AJ. It's, it's, it's going really well. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm about at the halfway point. Um, it's been. It's been really good. I'm. I'm really excited with the uh, progress I've been making from you know having Tommy out here and proactive. Shout out practice sports performance out here in LA to shout out. you know the guys in the uh, athletic training room. Shout out Nate Weir, Flea. You know the guys. Shout out uh, Andrew Alama, DiPietro Paolo. So shout it's out. been really nice. I got a great sports staff and. Uh, uh, it's it's coming along pretty well. I mean, I'm excited with where I'm at. Is this your first ACL? Uh, yes. This is this is actually my first like really big injury. Also, oh, um, is this first real serious re rehab? Sucks so bad. Nobody talks about it. It is a fucking yeah. nightmare, dude. It is terrible. Yeah, it, it gave me a whole newfound respect. You know, Brian Balaga. Uh, me and him both play tackle at a for the Packers for a long time. He tore both his ACLs, and you know, I. I kind of feel bad the shit I was giving him when he's coming back, and now I totally understand uh, where he's coming from. So I, I respect the hell out of him that much more. You got to teach your knees how to walk again in every muscle that surrounds it. So good luck with that. Hey, I know Packers fans are pumped to hear Bakhtiari will be back. Wow. Yeah! Now, Takatari, I gotta do. I don't know. Sorry, I don't know if we know each other that well. Bakhtiari, uh, Mr. Bakhtiari, I have to. No, no, no. You're, you're cool with AJ. You can call me Takatari. Yes. <laughs> Woo!
By the way, did you get kicked out of the Kentucky Derby crew? No, you were there. No, you weren't there. Were you there? No, you weren't there. No, no, I, I was there. I was there. Again, uh, this was, you know, this is this is the off season for Aaron. He needs all the attention. So, uh, <laughs> hey, I, I how do you feel there. about this? Hey, how do you feel about this? Real? You don't have to give me a real answer, and I would never want to put you in a gotcha situation. But as a teammate and a friend, you see this shit happening. You have to, and you're just like, I, I, I know, like the business side of it is always separated in the locker room. It's like, hey, he's got to handle his business. He's got to handle his business. But it's fucking weird what's going down right now and on your team. That has to be. I mean, obviously, you got to worry about your own stuff. But that is interesting, I'd assume, as a teammate of Aaron in that whole situation as well. Yeah, I, I, you know, the Packers are kind of notoriously known for not having um, a lot of controversy or drama in the offseason. So uh, it's definitely new and uncharted territories for me um, being there for as long as I have. And I mean, hey, I'm so long for the ride. I got my popcorn. I'm kind of enjoying what's going to happen, what's going to go down. And, you know, I got a front row seat to how everything's going to unfold. So I think it's, uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to say it's ideal. I don't, I don't say I love it from like a coworker's perspective. But I mean, you know, I think we're all figuring it out. And once, uh, I think uh, come late July, early August, I think we'll get a good idea of how this thing's going to unfold. Yeah, who knows right now, by the way. And that's why if you gave any other answer, the whole world would explode because I don't think anybody has a clue what's going on right now. What do you have, Ty? Uh, David, I, recently I think AJ sent you a package and you posted a picture of it and ended up, I think, kind of doxing and putting his address out there. He deleted it and then reposted it. AJ was oblivious <laughs> to it. Uh, but what happened during that little situation there? Uh, so I was actually uh, – I was a little worried when AJ texted me again. No, hello. It's just more like, what's your address? Oh. So I have no idea what's coming. Um, but it was actually very nice. He sent me uh, uh, some Asylum cigars that I need to try. I have not tried them yet. Oh, very nice. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not really a very tech savvy. So I kind of thought I was doing the right thing. And then I have everyone blowing me up saying I just put my address out there. And I don't know if it could be shown or not. So I was just like, I'm going to be conservative. I'll just delete this and then redoctor the photo. Um <laughs> Just to make sure, but uh, I just thought it was hilarious. That I can't believe you put Justin Takatari and it actually showed up at my door. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. You think the FedEx and the, the post office people don't know that's your name in there? Justin, that's what, <laughs> you live there. You're part of the community, man. Well, I, I mean, I guess. Uh, I, I just I just miss that name being said around the facility. Um, I kind of enjoyed it. Well, it kind of uh, humbled me. Yeah. And <laughs> it, you know, I <laughs> Justin, that's the thing, though. All the people that would do that, turns out they just get fired or cut yeah. and released. So maybe that name, maybe that name should die in the building. Uh, hey, hold on, Pat. What was, hey, Justin, what was minicamp like without Aaron there? I know you're not taking part, but you were rehabbing and everything. What was the vibe? Like, did it feel weird? Um, I mean, yeah, definitely for me. I'm normally practicing. I'm not. Uh, but other than that, uh, it's definitely different. I think just, I think the off seasons are changing. So, if you were there, you'd be like, wow, this is so much more relaxed. This uh, is a uh, – Sounds awesome. Uh, it, it's definitely going in the right direction. I don't think it's where it needs to be, but I think it's going in the right direction. But, yeah, definitely different, um, not to mention just the guys out there. There's a lot of young guys um, playing a lot of different positions. So, uh, yeah, as you know, we have a bunch of young guys, especially uh, trying to practice not in pads, and young guys do not know how to practice without pads yet. It can tend to be pretty sloppy, so – I think that's definitely an element. And then obviously not having, you know, an MVP at quarterback that's been doing it for 16 years. He has a pretty uh, um, pretty high command in the, the huddle, so he can definitely operate the offense at a lot higher level. So uh, I definitely that was one thing that I definitely noticed. Has LaFleur looked as miserable as he is in press conferences all day at those practices? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no. I, yeah. I, I've seen a couple of the, those uh, little clips where I, you could just see so much pain behind his eyes. But I, I think I got to tip my hat to him. He's been handling this very well. Those dogs. <laughs> hey. I mean, you should see this my right now. They're just battling. This, this is a constant oh, fight. This is a constant fight. Pete is coming for you. The smaller dog. <laughs> oh, now you guys, oh, starstruck. You, you guys get camera shy. Oh, okay. They're not ready for the big lights. That's Fight Club. Don't talk about Fight Club. Uh, can't thank you enough for joining us, David. You're the best, dude. Continued success on the rehab, and good luck this season. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Hey, those high school kids did. did they kind of did, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Joining us right now in studio is a man who is titled and billed as such the greatest soccer gambler on earth. Hell yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the man who hosts a show called Hammer Don every day at 4 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at youtube.com forward slash Hammer Don. Uh, Gumpy joining us right now. Gumpy, you were the one that told us, hey, this Euros thing is a big deal. Not your fault that none of us were really interested <laughs> and couldn't find time to invest in the games. We tried. I think we all tried, tried uh -huh. numerous games, tried to sport numerous games, tried my best, can't do it, don't know who anybody is, that whole thing. But with that being said, did you find it as ironic as we did that you – co-host a gambling show with a man named the COVID cowboy Tone Diggs. Tony. Uh, hammered down, 4 o'clock every day. You are literally the greatest soccer gambler on earth. Mm -hmm. And in a tournament that you introduced to us, yeah. basically, a tournament that you were excited for, the second biggest thing in the soccer world outside of the World Cup, you said these words, not us. True. Your co-host Diggs, in the first game of that tournament said I'm fucking fading him <laughs> not, only am I fading, not only am I fading him okay I'm also fading the country I fight for every yeah. single day is there a little bit of dissension among the ranks the fact that the COVID cowboy up on his degenerate horse decided to turn at the greatest soccer gambler of all time and spit on him yeah. in the first game and, and then rightfully fall off his horse and get trampled on right. uh -huh. by losing the bet is there a little bit of dissension here on Hammer Down, Gumpy? Is everything all right? No, I mean, when Tony went against his own roots, his heritage. You knew. I mean, what does he care about me? Yeah, you're right. Turned his back on the Italians. That's what I was more worried about. Let's talk he about the weekend, though, Gumpy. Okay, was this a good weekend in the soccer world? You loved it this weekend. Awesome. I mean, that Netherlands-Ukraine game yesterday. You see? Hell yeah. Couldn't find it. <laughs> what time slot Inside of me. I couldn't find it whenever I turned it on. It is, uh, you know, I like the Netherlands. They, um, they ice skate to work. What? Yeah. No kidding. In, uh, yeah. in Amsterdam. Yeah. In Amsterdam, they ice skate. Amsterdam's part of the Netherlands, right? Yeah. Which is also Dutch. Yes. Which is also Holland. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they're all those same things. Yes. Wow. Okay, so I think I like them, the country with the most names. But also, they ice skate to work down the canals and stuff like that. That seems like a great... That seems like great team pull for on the pitch. They beat the shit out of that other team, you said? So their coach, Frank DeBoer, failed at Atlanta in MLS. Failed at Crystal Palace. Everybody hates him. They're up 2 nothing. He takes off two of their best defenders. Oh, Come this on. Guy. Ukraine comes back, scores two blinders. Frank! Frank! Hey, Dubor! Okay, you need to do less, pal. The Netherlands scored scored one to win it at the end, so we cashed that winner, but that was the best game of the tournament by far. Okay, so that takes me to my next point. Yeah. That guy stunk in Atlanta. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, now he's coaching this team. Yeah. I watched a lot of teams this weekend. The United States team could fucking ragdoll if they wanted yeah. to. Yep. Just absolutely ragdoll. We could go in there and win that thing. Is that what is that what you're saying? I mean, it's coming home. I've never been more sure. You <laughs> watched that. They England. stole that. Sterling almost broke his leg on that goal, pal. They could add three in the first ten minutes. They were buzzing. They didn't even have two of their best players. This England team, first time they've ever won the opener at Euros. How come nobody's playing their best players, by the way, if this thing actually matters? Every other day I see a tweet out of you saying, oh, this fucking team's not playing this fucking guy because of these fucking reasons. These guys play so much. I mean, they never stop. This is the Euros. The Concafa Cup. Did you see Reyna sitting out? No. No. Did you see Pulisic sitting out? No. No. These dudes are playing over there in Dortmund and uh, Chelsea and everything over there. They're, They're they're playing just as much. Hey, I'll tell you about the old garden soccer. Getting too complacent. That's right. Getting too comfortable. Let's show the CONCACAF some respect here. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But we, I we, mean, we, we came up pretty good nickname. Yeah. The CONCACAF is the premier tournament in the world. I think the World Cup has to, you know, they're on notice now at this point. I, well, listen, the World Cup has a trophy that's worth $20 million I learned Holy this week. Holy shit. Yeah, because when we did our little trophy thing, mm-hmm. the little trophy off. Uh-huh. You know, and Nick uh, put out a poll of just four yeah, uh, on the poll, yeah, on uh, from my. Well, let's be honest. From my Twitter We're talking account. four yeah, major American Nick. sports. <laughs> this is Nick talking. <laughs> That's Nick talking. Nick, did, he won a big poll, though. You know, haven't had a poll in a while. Nick, mm-hmm. what is the fact? Nick puts that out on my Twitter, just the four there. All weekend, I was bombarded with facts and stats about trophies from all over the globe. You live in India. How can't you have the board war? I heard, that, I heard that call. Pat's like, hey, you know, just maybe do that from your Twitter next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, hey, this is, I'll retweet your poll. Hey, who won that poll? Uh, I believe it was Stanley Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Stanley Cup won that. Congrats Stanley. to Nick. Um, but the World Cup's like $20 million or whatever. Damn. Um, I don't know what these Euros are getting, but I do know the Concafa. They got a big one. Hey, you remember? Oh, massive. Oh, massive oh. It was a big moment. So it's coming home to a place it's never been. Nothing gets people riled up quite like it's coming home. Why? Oh, it? People hate the English. It's the best. Really? See, all I see is people like... It's very split. Like, it's either you're all in or they hate it. Oh, the only reason why I see it, though, by the way, is because my timeline is only littered with soccer stuff from Gumpy. <laughs> yeah. Gumpy is very much like, hey, it's coming it's home. I've paid taxes at Equine my entire yeah. life. I'm also staying home, too. <laughs> that whole thing whenever it comes here. Uh, thank you for updating on uh, what's another good game that we should potentially maybe be invested in? France? Spain, Sweden should be interesting today. Oh, okay. Spain has some players out with I mean, COVID. come on. <laughs> Where's Mbop playing? I mean, Portugal, Portugal with Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> Portugal's going tomorrow, and then you got Germany-France, which is oh. the biggest game of the tournament so When's far that? tomorrow. Tomorrow. What time? I think it's it's not the early one. I think it's noon. Okay, here we go. The okay. watch along. Okay. 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 Big soccer go. show tomorrow. Joining us now uh, is a man who won't be with us for the back half of this week, by the way. Oh. Yeah, it's a charity. A charity thing. Is, no, a charity. It's a charity thing okay. he's going to go to. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, AJ Hall. AJ, did you watch any of the Euros? I wanted to do that conversation before you got on because I assumed you saw none of it. Did you? I mean, I, you couldn't hear me. I was trying to jump in and give my like my input on all those games that happened. Yeah. Okay, so you're just saying bad timing that we're past it, or do you want to revisit some games or not? I mean, bad timing. We're probably past it. I think there's a lot of football stuff out there. In the <laughs> uh, let's talk about it. I mean, we talked about it in the first hour, and I want to let you know because – you weren't in the room whenever I said it, but on Friday, I made a promise to me. Hey, me. 
I'm gonna do this. I'm not talking about Aaron anymore. Okay. Yeah. I'm not talking about Miles Teller. I ain't talking about even Hawaii anymore. I ain't talking about Aaron anymore. And by the way, guess what? Packers. I'm not talking Packers anymore because I felt like we were doing everybody a disservice by continuing to talk about something that had no new information in it. None. Recycled information was becoming breaking news on the situation. And I think the only reason why many of us that listen to this show or watch this show knew that it was recycled information that was being you know kind of led entitled as breaking information i i think he, i got to the point where i was like i'm done with it until something happens i'm fucking done with it i don't want to talk about it and then mark murphy goes ahead <laughs> and i described it as a bit in a stand-up and a set and i'm only saying that because Mark had to think about this whenever he was going to talk about Aaron. He knew he was going to be asked about it. He knew he was going to have to talk about it. And I assume he knew what the backlash or what the altercation or ripple effect of what he said was going to happen. Whenever Mark Murphy says that your friend, A.J. Hawk, a guy that you were in the photos with with your busted up hands mm -hmm. at the Kentucky Derby, is called a complicated fellow. What is your first reaction? And how is Mark Murphy um, this like kind of oblivious to reading of a room? Or is this on purpose? Like a lot of people are saying, a lot of people are saying, well, it's because Mark knows it's over and he's gone, blah, blah, blah. Then there's other people who are like, he didn't mean it in an offensive way. There's no way Aaron should have felt offended. It's like, what the fuck is this? And why are we talking about this again? And it's because this is a big deal all of a sudden. Well, I guess, too, like Murphy, it, it sounded like within the room, like the context of the conversation, he kind of brought it up out of nowhere. It didn't really, he didn't really need to respond about Aaron, I guess, when this happened. But he didn't even say it. It's whoa, Ted whoa, Thompson, whoa. the GM. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So hold on. So what was being asked? I'm not sure exactly what it is, but that, that's, I, I've heard that like, he didn't ha he kind of jammed it in. He didn't ha like, he wasn't like, asked directly uh, about like Aaron. these guys. Nah. What? Hey, whoa, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like these guys, what? Like, you're telling me that Mark Murphy's like, yeah, I got some shit to say. What's the first question? <laughs> All right, you know, Ted used to tell me that these guys like Aaron are just complicated. He used to say it all the time. So, you know, you got any follow-up questions now? Like, is that what he did? Is that what you're- I don't know. I could be completely off, but that's just, that's what I've heard. From oh, the, I don't know Jesus. what the meeting was. Was it with a shareholder? So now it's even. Yeah. Now, oh, this was a planted statement by mm -hmm. Mark Murphy to maybe set the, how they feel and maybe to win back the fan base uh, in this PR war that has become very, very, very P in the PR. Uh, what do you have? I would this? say we were talking about like the last couple of weeks, like how Packers fans feel. Whose side are they on? I feel like this statement makes them go completely back to Aaron Rodgers' side. But he thought. Yeah. The opposite. Yeah, which is cool. Or maybe he said, you know what? I'll be the bad guy Heal. in this. Make Aaron look good. He's Herb Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. Villain. He's yeah. good cop, bad cop here with Aaron. Mm -hmm. Listen, we kind of got ourselves into something here. I'll come out, be the asshole. You come around, good storyline. You know what I mean? You skip that thing. We won't We won't find it. We didn't get better at football at all during the OTAs because you, <laughs> you weren't here. But we'll just kind of, I'll be bad guy. You'll be good guy. We'll come in, celebrate how we doing, keep it moving. And you're back. Is that? I suppose it's possible. Is that what Mark Murphy's thinking? Or why is he... Why is he doing Does he have to do these speaking engagements? I assume as the president, he has obligations to go speak at different groups. Is that what this is? So he has to talk about it? Yeah, and I guess when I said, like, I'm not sure how he jammed this in, but yeah, he has to be do public speaking things. He has to answer to shareholders and things when they ask him questions. It's not like he tweeted this. Now, if he would have just came out of nowhere and tweeted or just put it out on his social media, this statement about so where the complicated fellow, then it would be even worse. This at a meeting? This was a private conversation? I mean, there's a picture of him at a podium, so I don't know. I don't think it's like completely private. 
This was this like when Ben Roethlisberger was telling. It was kind of oh, the yeah. <laughs> and he didn't expect it to get out of that Zoom. And guess what? Zoom zoomed out of the Zoom. Yeah. The nice. story of how he found the Lord. Yeah, I got it. Jesus Christ. That got out before he was even done with his testimony. Yeah. Yeah. It was everywhere. That was Schefter had that out before. Is that what happened? Did he think he was potentially in a safe space? And he thought he was just having an inside conversation? And then all of a sudden... He's smart enough to know. Don't you think is he's he smart enough? I don't so, know. So, like. so that's what we've been saying. He is smart enough to know. He's the president of the Packers, so he knows. No, no. I'm, I'm saying he's smart enough to know that there's no... like Anything that he says will most likely get out, even if there's not someone standing there with a recorder in front of him. Exactly. So he has to know that. He has to know what that's going to lead to conversationally. So is Moz, because I think Moz Yoyo on uh, ESPN this morning said, the Packers know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. This is just the tip of the iceberg. They're out. I don't know if Moz was directly saying they were out, but pretty much. I mean, he was alluding to it. And then other people were like, yeah, they're, they're definitely out on this whole thing now. It's Is that the new... Is Mark out Murphy? In, what do you mean out as in what? Like they're out on air. Yeah. yeah. Like they, but they're saying they, they're just going to sit sit there and stand pat. They're not going to trade them. They're not saying that. Yeah, nobody has said that. Nobody has said that. The story was actually they're not. He's going to have to or he's going to lose out on $30 million. He's going to have to do. He's going to have to come back. But now the report is uh, Mark Mark and everybody back there, they're they're done with Aaron, basically. Wasn't that kind of yeah, that was uh -huh. kind of like the report, right? I tried to listen to it a few times to kind of hear it. It was like, what is he saying? Was he not saying? And I I don't know who knows what and who's talking to who at this point. Seems like there's a chance maybe the Packers people who said like uh, we don't talk about this publicly. They're talking to a lot of people. It yeah. sounds like potentially about the whole thing, which is fascinating to me because Aaron hasn't really said a word nope. publicly, right? No, not at no. all. Which. We have actually been like, hey, fuck, can you give us something? <laughs> yeah. And I guess he has not because I assume, and I don't know, you might know this better than I do, like there's some real shit going on, so it's like now is not the time to make any public statements. Did Mark Murphy say we're not going to talk public? Did, did somebody yeah. say we're not talking publicly? Is that Last time last time when Mark Murphy, was it when he said this, the fan base was split? I think that's when he said, I think the, it's better that we neither side speak publicly. Yeah. As we're gathered here today, yeah. he said at that podium. <laughs> You know, just weeks after writing a memo to everybody, I'd like to let you know what I had said then mm -hmm. does not reign true now. Aaron is a fucking problem. Just like I said <laughs> to Aaron when Matt LaFleur got hired, mm -hmm. don't be the problem, okay? Just like I said, now it's, hey, this guy, he's complicated, you know? Hey, we don't fucking help him. He hates us. What's I mean, he, we kind of just ride his coattails to success and act like we're the smartest people on earth. We don't really do much in return. We give him fucking money. Isn't that enough? Hey, shut up and just fucking make us all rich, pal. Make us all successful. Make all of our resumes look much better than they probably should. What is the, he's a complicated guy. Shouldn't he just shut the fuck up and take it? He's, this is a complicated situation. Listen, we have, you know, told this guy a lot of things. We told him kind of, hey, Hey, you play football. Just shut the fuck up. Pipe right? down. All right? You shut the fuck up. We told him after he said, uh, hey, I'd like this guy to be my wide receiver. We told him real quick, didn't we? Hey, 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 hey. In that contract you have, you play football. Guess what I do? I cut motherfuckers. Like Kumaro, see it. You liked him yesterday. He is gone, pal. All right, remember what we said. We're all going to get successful here. Remember, all of our resumes are going to go good. What's complicated? It's a fucking complicated situation, man. What's the deal? It's not complicated at all. We make the decisions. You make us look good. Shut the fuck up. We'll do our thing. 
here we go, let's move along. I guess that could be complicated if you're Mark Murphy. Uh-huh. Well, and to your point about Maz, I don't. I think he kind of made it seem like, and I don't know if, if, like you said, he wrote this or he was reporting on something else, but it sounded like they were out on him both business-wise and, like, personally. You know, like, they, they had no interest in fixing the situation. So if that's the case, what, they... Did they trade him. Well, but it, but they said they're not going to trade him. So if they do, do they just wait until he? Did something happen in the last couple of days that made Mark Murphy go? All right, we're done. We are. I don't think they're done. I don't know why Maz is saying like when if you're saying if they're truly <laughs> done with him, then they would trade him. They'd be like, all right, then we need to make our team. Let's get fifty five draft picks for this guy then. Yeah. Because that whole, like, hey, give us one more year narrative, like, they, there's no way he's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to give you yeah. one more year of my That's career awful. on, you know, hey. the back nine. Hey, you're right. Yeah, let's do it one more. Hey, one more time, huh? Yeah. Like good old days. Like Jeter. Like Jeter on his last year. Every every away game I go to, they'll present me with something before the game, all that. It'll be fun. Hey, Jeter, that had to be – how many 162 games? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In every single one. I mean, there was a lot of hat tipping, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a long some, time. Some gifts, you know, from teams. That had to be uncomfortable for Coach Jeter. K, Coach K is going to one-up that this year. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Jeter oh. didn't want it. Coach K is going to welcome it. Whoa. Yeah, they're doing a podium at uh, center court before every game so Coach K can address, you know, the fan base. Every fan base. Yeah, yes. that's right. Fan bases. <laughs> Me's think. Yeah. Me thinks. Imagine Coach K cutting a promo before every game. They roll into UNC or wherever the hell they play at. There's a podium for Coach K to coach up the student section. <laughs> the whole thing. Him cutting a promo and people just burying him. Coach K, legend. Hey, absolute legendary. Of course. Oh, yeah. Legendary career. Great work, Coach. He's going to walk out the Cascade the whole time. Oh, yeah. Every I love hearing that song. I love hearing that song. Saw him dancing. It's <laughs> great to see <laughs> He was mesmerized by that song. Oh, yeah. The whole place. I mean, they were all they were raising the room. It was awesome, dude. The camera crazies were going bonkers yeah. over that song, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> hey, college sports are back, though. Bro. Yeah. Woo! What happened? College baseball, man. I watched them this weekend. There was... Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm enjoying college baseball. Women's softball. Isn't Oklahoma dominating women's softball? Greatest. They already won. Greatest yeah, uh, softball team of all time. Just so I just want to let you know that. Mm-hmm. I, I got a chance to watch them. And uh, left fielder. Yeah. Uh, Mackenzie. Maybe the most intense human on earth. Yeah. Okay. She is a ball player. Yeah. Okay. Out there. She's an absolute ball player. That, that team, offensively. Most gifted lineup in the history of uh, women's softball. Yeah. Bar none. And uh, what I just said, there is a recycled take from somebody else. Please do not bury me. <laughs> I, I sent out a tweet asking if they were the greatest team of all time because I don't know shit, obviously, about <laughs> softball like I wish I did. And boy, that caused quite a... I bet you those Jenny Finch Arizona teams were quite upset with you. There was a team in Indiana back in the 60s from what I've been told. Really? I guess they could really throw the ball. Yeah, I, mean, I they, bet they could. That Oklahoma team would have fucking 20 run them. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they would have. They were awesome to watch. That James Madison pitcher mm-hmm. that just put the whole yep. school on her back, mm-hmm. basically. She had over a thousand pitches or whatever. And it's fast. I mean, it's oh, yeah. And, and that's like women's hockey. Women's hockey's yeah. awesome. Very fast paced. It's moves. It's things that... Like Do that, all the women... Do all the women pitchers have to wear the little face mask? No. 
No. They don't. No, there are a couple girls that weren't wearing them. Sander Cock? Sander Cock definitely was not wearing them because she throws gas. She knows. No, hey, no one's hitting it back up the middle of my face. Uh, her coming in down five in the championship was crazy. Yeah. People uh, were living. She wasn't starting. Yeah, uh, mismanagement. After seeing her, by the way, she throws that low ball. A lot of grounders out of that Oklahoma team that likes to go yard. Uh-huh. And that's smart baseball. <laughs> hey, Boomer. Sander. Congrats, Oklahoma Sooners. Good work, College baseball, though, I think they're leading up, right, for their big thing? Yep. Yeah. yeah, Omaha. And mm-hmm. uh, I was watching one guy. He was a pitcher, purple. I don't remember who it was, but I think he was wearing purple. They were zoomed in on his face. The amount of conversation he was having with himself, <laughs> obviously, the lip, the licking, the, the biting, the turning, the whole routine he had. I'm like, that guy is going through mental war. <laughs> Every single pitch out there. I couldn't even imagine it. The amount of pressure there when you're a college baseball player, you probably haven't been paid yet, or have you? No. no. Haven't been paid yet, no. trying to make it. Massive situation on your shoulders here for your day-to-day. I mean, just the amount of pressure on those pitchers in that college baseball. I couldn't even imagine that guy that guy looked petrified and then he got through mud like 90 something got the ball back full routine yet again (laughs) like oh my god every pitch this kid is battling he was battling through it good for him but that was intense mississippi state just broke another attendance record i guess you're right aj college baseball college softball awesome to watch if you ever go in person i remember i was down for some reason i was in knoxville when i was a kid and we were watching some football thing and we walked over to the baseball like their stadium and we watched a college baseball game Tennessee they were good back then I guess too they had a student section like a couple hundred deep that would whenever like the opposing manager comes out of the mound they're doing the left left right left they're like bagging on every single player like it was an awesome environment. I don't know if there's. it's still like that. I assume Mississippi State has that. Hey, I think SEC baseball oh, is yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, Arkansas big, big celebration. Uh, Arkansas, the, the pop off the yep. bat yeah. there mm-hmm. as soon as it Way hit. Way better than a major league game most likely to go to. Uh, yeah, unless you're in the playoffs in uh, yeah. uh, New York and they hit a grand slam. That mm, place that's was sweet. wild. Me and uh, yeah. me, Ty, me, Ty, Z- yeah, me, Ty, Zito, Giuliani, yeah. uh, Evan, Foxy, Foxy got, got bodied by, by the guy. guy. Uh, yeah. oh, wow. 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 Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Giuliani saw it all yeah. happen. That guy was like 6'6", 240, though. I had no oh, chance. Yeah, so? He was smaller than Fox. He was smaller than Fox. He was also like 95 years old. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking get out of here. He just, but he punked you and just stole your ball? Yeah. He's a middle oh, yeah. linebacker, AJ. Yeah. Boom. Pop. That's mine. Nine. Like Pop. that lady. I saw the lady steal the ball from the kid yesterday. I, Love I saw an old man. Lose out on a ball oh, and yeah. throw a tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> if that happened now, I could legally sock that guy in the mouth. I'm pretty sure. It does feel like when you walk into these sports arenas uh, now post quarantine, people aren't about the shits anymore. Uh uh-uh. uh. What once might have been a little bit of leeway whenever you're potentially chirping or something like that at a game, post quarantine, 14 months lockdown. A lot of potential aggression in the body. That shit ain't flying anymore. No way. The only thing that's flying is a fist in probably your jaw. People are getting (laughs) fucked up out here. And while fucking people up, all of a sudden they're Miss Cleo. Call me now. (laughs) Sons in four. That fucking guy. (laughs) That was amazing. If the the son's locker room had to have seen that and they said, hey, hey. We got to do it. For our fucking guy. (laughs) That guy's fucking just throwing fists. Cutting a promo, throwing him around. Sons in four, turns around, starts clapping. The whole place is it. Sports are awesome right now. But in society, we've said this before, 
you know, head on swivel, yeah. okay? Don't talk no shit. There probably won't be no shit, but you never know right now. But if you were going to chirp and you were in a sports atmosphere, I think now is a time where we're going to learn. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to learn about it. a lot of people. That Denver Nuggets guy putting his shit in his pocket. Uh -oh. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you see this shit? <laughs> oh, no. This is not going how I thought it was going to go. He put his hands on yeah. his head. And then the guy, like, started talking. He kind of let his let his guard down. All of a sudden, another one's, oh, shit. Yeah. They get me out of here. What a... I love what's going on. People are beating the fuck out of yeah. people, though. Telling his buddy, I'm going to fuck your boy up. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> beating him yeah. a couple uppercuts. They did it, by the way. That yeah. guy made two accurate predictions while beating the fuck out of two people. Yeah. Shout out to Sons and Four guy, dude. Good for you. Even Nuggets fans. Hey, we don't promote violence. No, no. We are just bringing awareness that it does exist out there, and I think now it is amplified, so... You He's protecting himself. Bingo. That's right. Bingo. The the short, some very short, accurate, compact punches that looked that were very efficient. But, and he was hitting them with like the, the inside of his fist, too. I think that's like a guy who actually... I feel like volleyball. he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I feel like he. Uh, yeah. Say volleyball, Z. That's yeah. By the way, that's not volleyball. <laughs> that's not volleyball. That's bad volleyball. That's bad volleyball. Hey, service Olympics coming around. There's gonna be volleyball. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's good sport too. Hazard and so what's happening? Phil the Olympics. Yeah. Dollhazer and uh, <laughs> yeah, hey Dollhazer, I'm fucking around, dude. No. When he puts his hands up, it's like roof. Yeah, coming, you big know what I mean? yeah. He puts a roof up there. Well, that's just, a like no, we want. Uh, Will that be the uh, the sand volleyball, right? Like the two on two? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's Dollhazer. Let's go. Walsh. Is Carrie Walsh doing this one again? No, I'm saying Jennings. Yeah, yeah. I've been seeing commercials for her. I'm pretty sure she's in it. Hey, the big thing when you're blocking a volleyball spike. Hey, some people think they need to jump real high. You don't. Most spikes are happening during that candy cane. That's all you need to get to. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, don't jump too high. That's it. The ball's going to come to you. And then go ahead and talk that thing. Talk that thing. Point. Why wouldn't you jump too high so you know they're not? it's not going over you and if it hits your elbow, it's still going down? Yeah, because then they can just use you. You know? I can just whoosh, right off the side yeah. of your oh, head. Oh, hit it off. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? No higher than a candy cane. Hey, I was a proficient volleyball player. Proficient. Really? I don't know if I'm using that word right or not. Very, yeah. I was a good volleyball player. Did you do a jump serve? Uh, I had a jump floater. Yeah, so instead of the top spin, I had a running oh. jump floater. That used to. A knuckleball. Sand aqua, volleyball. Yeah. Like, sand volleyball is awesome. Uh, pool volleyball is fun if you can get one of those together. Oh, yeah. I, I had such a fear of water for so long, you know, after the incident with my ear. I don't necessarily oh, love <laughs> pool volleyball, but beach volleyball is the best. I, I really it's enjoy it. It's a great it. workout, too, man. Oh, yeah. Hey, you die. You absolutely die. That's I saw who was driving uh, X on the beach. Xavier. Uh, oh, uh, Rhodes? Rhodes. Yeah. Xavier Rhodes. Did you see his uh, sand workout? No. <laughs> he's gliding across the sand. I, he's coming back. Obviously, gonna need him. Julio's in town uh, in the AFC South. He's Ooh. here with the Colts or whatever. He was training on the beach. It was unbelievable watching him. I was puked watching his workout. <laughs> Helmet on. And then, yeah, I think he had a Damn. full socks. I think he had socks on, on the sand, which is awesome. He was just moving though. Sand kills you. Did you guys have a sand pit in Green Bay? 
Um, yeah, I guess I believe we did have a sand pit eventually. We didn't use it a whole lot, but when we did, yeah, it's death. They tried to introduce that at a couple different times and a couple different strength coaches at the Colts. And I don't remember it ever sticking to it. <laughs> Those first couple workouts in there, whenever you just go in there, like, oh, I'm going to work on the sand today. I see it on the internet. This will be fun. You go in there, and literally you're four steps in. You're like, oh, my. You are running 10 steps to get two feet because yeah. you're just like a yabba dabba do guy in there, basically. It is. We a- did at Ohio, Did you do it in college at Ohio State? We did a decent amount where there'd be certain days where the whole workout was in the sand pit and on, like, the dip and pull-up bars that were right next to it, and it was just – you just killed yourself for an hour straight. It really? I would have had massive anxiety going into that one. You I guys did. Yeah. I was very nervous before every single one. And <laughs> yes, everybody was scared to death. Was it early morning? Was this like off-season early morning type stuff, I assume? Nah, it was like the weird like one-off workouts that you have every once in a while to change things up, like on a Friday in the summer or we things like that. We died every day. Same way. <laughs> and then the hill was at the end. And the hill oh, was at the end. The hill. Geez. This hill thing, Law School Hill. At West Virginia, it was like the. Was it, did you have to like leave your where where you guys were practicing like normally worked out and like meet up there or how? It, it was outside the stadium, so it was like on okay. one side of the stadium. The law school is up on top of it, and in West Virginia, Mountaineers, the hills are you know a bit steeper. Where that's why I got a scooter out there. I had to the first day I walked to class. Said never again. <laughs> so we, um, but the law school hill was what you led up to all summer. You know, all summer workouts was like to pass law school hill. Basically, it was considered the aggro crag. Yeah. Wow. Basically, so that was your te- that was your final conditioning test. Yeah, was the hill, and it was how, how many? Like, what'd you do? I think it was ten of them. And you had a certain amount of time, depending upon your weight class, to get up and back down before the next one was starting. And then if you didn't make it, you had to make up every one you didn't make. And you weren't allowed to leave, basically. They had people there, and I'm sure people have learned about this now. They had people there until like 4 p.m., 5 p.m. These things started 7.30 p.m. This is when this thing started. People were still crawling up and down, basically, the hill to get there. For me, I was very fortunate. I grew up running up and down hills. Running down the hill is almost like, that is a bigger part of the whole thing because the faster you get down, by the way, the more weight you have. Getting up, you can kind of pace yourself if you know how to run down a hill. Not everybody knows how to run down a hill, especially a steep one. I look like uh, the fucking girl chasing the cheese. During that. I was just skipping down that thing and then you just wait at the bottom, but I've seen plenty of souls leave bodies on that thing. Yeah, it is. As Especially a, when you're when you're dead tired though, trying to come come down a steep hill. Good luck. There was people yeah. just eating shit. Yeah. Whoa, you know, like jumping <laughs> yeah. over. Whoa. Walter used to do it. What's that? Walter Payne. Up and down in Tim's. Oh yeah, he, he used to wear Jerry Rice. He used to in Tim's. Oh yeah. I think heavy boots. Jerry Rice did that as well. Is what AJ just said. Hills are a, hills are a motherfucker. And I, I like, we have one in my backyard now. Did a little. <laughs> So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. 
Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Nah. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Uh, you guys are going to like hearing this. The Jeep would not start. Yes, no. no. It's been turned on for a week. <laughs> what? That's on me. I should have known. I should have known. Again. The heavy. Got a, a brand week. new heavy. The heavy. Nah, yeah, yeah. So, it's such so disrespectful to people whose dream is to own a car like that. And you just let that thing die three days after. You might have a magnet on your house. Hey, to re-say what you just said. What'd you say? I let that thing die in three days. That thing died in three days. Nobody's dreaming of owning a goddamn Jeep with a Hemi that's dying when it's not used for three fucking days okay <laughs> hey, for, hey for some reason the whoever the original owner was that that put that engine into that jeep that had over a hundred thousand miles on it and sold it to you for a hundred seventeen thousand dollars i hope they'd reach out to us somehow and let us know what they thought they were going to get like hey man i was hoping to get about 35k <laughs> <laughs> you turn it and you that was a nice thing you did for that guy well i have talked to him Especially recently here, as <laughs> yeah, sure. As this thing hasn't, you know, started back up. Tim McAfee went and took a look at it this morning, though he figured it out. Yeah. Oh, good to go. Got a wire that was blown, and he said, eh, probably would have uh, potentially would have known about that, you know. As yeah. it, but he's going to figure. Allegedly, this thing's back up and running. In the Jeep with the Hemi with the tires and everything, it wasn't that for a hundred some thousand miles. Obviously, doofus. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> they Still. took they took the thing. Still and, the bones. The bones have. Yeah, oh yeah, nothing's miles. wrong with the bones. By the way, I hop in it, fucking still there. Yep, golden. You know what I mean? It just won't. It just won't. It wouldn't even. I mean, it, I got it. The Alpine radio oh. did turn on, and then it just oh. the sound that I've heard far too often. All right, this is a battery's fucking dead. Of so you, you need to drive cars. Like when you have them, you need to drive them to keep them going. Like Who has the time? Go ahead. Well, I was going to. So you were, you were excited. You were getting ready to like oh. take it out for a spin. The weather's beautiful this week. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and where I was headed. Jeeping, huh? Where I was headed, by the way, was you know a nice little drive. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe a place that you know would have been cool to potentially you know drive back from as well. Sure. In the woods a little bit, you okay. know, out a little bit. It was awesome. I, and to get to, by the way, you got to get down to a barn. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's a little bit of a walk. I was fucking skipping to get back in. I think because it's been raining for nine straight days. Yeah. yeah. Literally couldn't. Let, I go down. I see it every day. Take dogs on a walk. Give it a little. Good to see you. Yeah. Hey, happy to see you're still fucking standing. You know, the bones you try are... try to start it. When you go down there, just give it a little start, too. I know. Then I got to take the keys. You're right. No, I'm gonna leave the keys in. You're worried someone's going to come in your barn and steal your Jeep? Maybe. AJ, uh, listen. Yeah. I lock every door, okay? I, I shut every blind. I do. A, I am I am a hey. You never... Yeah, I think somebody come steal that fucking Jeep for sure. What do you think? This is a movie where you put the, the uh, keys up in the uh, sunshade Yeah, thing? they say the days where you put the shit in <laughs> the right, gas tank. On your own property, I would. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I'll uh, see... I just hide them, hide them in the barn somewhere down there, so you don't have to. Every, I'm sure every day you're walking the dogs like, oh, hey, I'm gonna give you, a, I'm gonna start you up, old buddy, and like, ah, keys are back in the house. I bet that happens every single day. I, you know what? To be honest, I never said, hey, I'm gonna start you up, buddy. Should have been thinking about that. That is how I'll think nowadays, uh, going forward since you taught me. But there's a lot of like patting on them, yeah. you know, saying, hey, a lot of people say you were. 
you're way overpriced, dude. But I want you know, I'm happier on my team. You know, I yeah. I let the Jeep know that although it is incredibly inconvenient and tough to drive in a lot of places, and there's not a lot of Sundays to drive that whole thing around. I appreciate being part of the squad. Love yeah. Jeep. Maybe we get you a universal remote that like remote starts all of them at once. Oh. Puts like a yeah. fucking on a schedule. Yeah, yeah, so like boom, eight in the morning, all on. Ten in the afternoon. Smart, just yeah. like once a week, like one of those uh, <laughs> systems tests. Yeah. you know that you see Green on the TV. Yeah. Good the EAS ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beep. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, is this your version? Awesome. Is this your version of um of Tubin coming back on air and spilling his guts, like trying to be relatable to people by saying like you don't have enough time to start all the many cars you have? I only drive my F one fifty. Okay. Hell yeah. That's what I would have said if I wanted to be relatable. <laughs> What I was trying to say, although that is true, that is what I would, that is a 100% true statement, but if I was pandering, that's, who has the time to go make sure all these fucking overpriced cars are okay, okay? You guys good? Good. I bet you do your thing, I'll do my thing. When I need you and we need each other, let's do it. You know, like, I, I these, th these deals. When you pay that much, you're right, but when you pay that much, you should expect that they, they do work. Bingo! That's what I'm saying. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, hey, the F-150, that some bitch, I'll sit it out 10 days, that thing, and I'll hit the remote start on that thing, guess what? Bring it It'll go. Now, there might be a time where it's, you know, gas tank sensor thing might completely leave me stranded on the side of a highway. Because uh -huh. it's broken. Gonna have to fix that. But Did you it's, get the oil change? Yeah, and got the oil change uh, shout out this weekend. Shout out to that. Let's go. thought that thing was gonna die for sure. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> These things are a pain in the ass, all these vehicles. When just, you know, Jeep Lightning, I used to have Jeep Lightning yeah. back in high school. That thing couldn't go to speed limit on most highways. Guess what? That motherfucker turned on every day. That's right. What's wrong with these goddamn cars? I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it, AJ. How's the Shelby doing? Hey, this weekend, Tim won it. Tim, Tim's tired of that thing sitting around, I think. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm taking this I think thing Tim out. McAfee, yeah. I think Tim McAfee is going to end up just leaving the house one day. <laughs> I, I, I'm 100% sure. I, not 100% sure, but much closer to the day-to-day. -day. He got a new battery for it. He was at the house uh, yesterday, came over. Happy Father's Day, Tim. Hey, happy Father's, Father's, Day. Day. Father's Day is coming up, by the way. Uh, happy Father's Day to you, too, AJ. Happy Father's Day, AJ. Happy Father's Day, go. Happy Father's Day, everybody else, too, out there. Uh, I'll, I'll be at Hell in a Cell on Father's Ooh, Day. Wow. So, had Father's Day early, you know what I mean? Hey, Ray Mysterio is fucking in big trouble. Yeah, look out. Hey, listen, I'm a big fan of Ray's, but he is. He shouldn't have done what he did. Yeah. <laughs> Roman Reigns in a hell of a cell. Dude, Come on. Ain't nowhere to run. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Not a hell of a cell, dude. Acknowledge him. So uh, are you going to rotate? Are, are the uh, commentary booths rotate back and forth during that? I think so, yeah. I don't fully understand what's going on, but I do believe me and Corey Graves switch it out. In Ooh. and out. In and out. How you doing? Well, and don't. I thought he has his crew. You have you and Cole. Yeah, but he sits on the same side as I do on that desk. Okay. So he and I have the, the uh, plug-in thing. Mm -hmm. It said uh, Graves and Byron for my first, um, for Saxton, for my first seven weeks there this past week. Graves McAfee on Oh, there. nice. Well, Let's go. Right. Did it. Come on. I did it. Every week I looked down and I was like, yeah, I guess people quit. Huh? <laughs> All right. All right, here we go. And then it was on our big moment, actually, big mm -hmm. moment. Jimmy Smith, uh, the new raw commentator, his name was on there already. Yeah, play by play guy, though. He deserve, He does. I mean, his, his job is much more difficult and harder than mine, I will say. But yeah, his name's on there. My name's on there, anyways. Happy Father's Day. Tim came over, got a new battery for that thing, started it up, took it around, drive around the, the, the property a little bit. I think old Tim is setting up for. Uh, 
potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, and by the way, I'd be 100% okay with it. He would turn that son of a bitch on. Take it, Tim. For, just take it. You know if he just drives that thing right to his house, parks in his garage, you'll never even ask about it. Well, you probably I mean, won't realize. You won't even know. Hey, didn't I have any cardboard? <laughs> What's that? Dude, I used to have a shirt. <laughs> that hey, one I ran, I wrecked into a tree, and I tried to break I, up with you because Excuse of me, excuse right? me. I did. I didn't try to break up with her. We did break up because of that. <laughs> we have since got back together, and now are now married. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I think he's going to take that whole thing. The the weekend that was, AJ, did you watch Joker play? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I saw the garbage ejection he got when he barely even made contact no 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 what's he saying different basketball. joker he's thinking of joke basketball yeah. oh the mvp joker sorry uh zito and i were having a one-way conversation in my ear joker um third quarter don eight in a must-win game for the mvp's team those Mickey Mouse refs over yeah. at the NBA just a couple days after a security guard comes sprinting onto the court to break up a potential scuffle. Now they're kicking MVPs out of games in must-win games. Are you kidding me? Now, Joker did come out and say he was trying to set a tone with this particular swipe. He did... I mean, hit him in the face, and uh, and it was a... He grazed his nose and then got all ball with his hands. Yeah, seven foot something, though, coming down, just grazing a face in there. You could see how it could have been a flagrant two or whatever, but kicking the MVP out of the game in a must win. Obviously, Suns fans, which are in abundance, by the way, saw a clip uh, from somebody... Uh, leaving that game where all the fans were out there. I guess Phoenix is a massive basketball town. Congrats to the Suns. I mean, there's an asterisk next to that win to make this Suns in four, but maybe the refs saw what Suns in four guy did in the crowd, acknowledged how awesome it was, and said, all right, let's get the MVP out of here, a guy who has 20 rebounds, 20 points almost every single night, and make this easier. But good for the Suns. You're right, AJ. I I didn't like that getting kicked out of that game for that either. I mean, the NBA should not be happy that it happened either, but... Okay, like I ask you every time, do the Suns have a real is a chance? part of that. What? NBA is a part of that decision for sure, but not in the moment though. The NBA, yeah, is yeah they go, they make the call, it. dude. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they go. To How keep... fast did he eject him? How fast in, from when it happened till when he actually ejected? Any ejection, they go to the thing and they do the thing. Any. Okay, well if they talk to him before they eject him, yeah, the NBA isn't isn't on that. Well, Tim Donahue told us. Well, yeah, oh, Timmy hit the monitor and says he's on. Oh, Wait, did they, they review it? Did he put a head on? Yeah, well, no, they, no, no, they, go, they... they go review it, and then it comes down. It was like a five-minute break. But they always put the thing yeah. on. Oh, yeah. And I assume, I assume every time they put the thing on, Adam Silver's just yes. sitting there on the other side. Yeah. Get him out. I don't know. Okay. He's got to go. Well, then the NBA is <laughs> trying to set a tone. Like, hey, we won't, we're not going to deal with any of this foolishness. Well, the foolishness is the fact that LeBron and Drake are at high school basketball games and not in the tourney still. Whenever you said... Uh, Did they go? I didn't see it. I didn't notice. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah I heard they were at a high school basketball game. Me too, AJ. I didn't see it, but I heard they were there as well. Uh, Bron did have a mask because... Mm-hmm. Yep. Drake is not... Drake did not have a mask. Now he walked yes. in and gave one of these. Uh, did oh, he? nice. <laughs> hey, I'm all, I, hey, we're together, but we ain't the same. Uh-uh. All right? Everybody knows it's okay. Don't be breathing in his mouth. <laughs> Come on, breathe in my mouth. <laughs> All right. I guess Kyrie Irving, he rolled his ankle pretty bad. Pretty bad. On on uh what's it on G on Giannis. Giannis's uh real G's moving silence like Giannis on his foot actually. That thing turned over completely. Now, walking off the court, 
He did try to put a little pressure on it, it seemed like, while he was getting help with the ankle. Seemed like he felt like it was maybe better than it could have been. Uh, I'm not 100% sure there's been a diagnosis yet, but with hard knot with the hamstring. And now Kyrie out with the ankle. We're going to learn a lot about Kevin Durant and Chris Paul. Hey, and D-Book, they seem to be a team that's, uh, you know, kissed by the basketball gods right now. Chris Paul's never won. What's his legacy? What's his legacy everybody's talking about? I'll tell you what it is. During his seven-game win, win streak, 226 minutes he's played. Okay. Nope. 94-plus minutes he's played. No, no, you're right. You're right. right. You're right. You're right. Minus is, yeah. Oh, he's hey, plus, plus 94? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's when he's on the court, what the score differential is, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh. plus 94 is his plus minus. 535 touches, 51 and 95 on his field goal. It's 54%, no big deal. Hasn't missed the free throw. This is J.J. Redick at Duke. Yeah. <laughs> 68 assists and only eight turnovers. He's been unconscious, and I think through this entire time, he's been battling some shoulder injury as well. Chris Paul alongside Devin Booker in that Hey, what's the video from the player? He's DeAndre, DeAndre Aiden. Aiden, yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, whenever he gets up out of his uh, Bentley, maybe, rolls, not 100% sure. Look at this. That's awesome. Awesome, dude. I've, you know, we've been told that Phoenix is a great basketball town because of the teams back in the day. Dan the, Marley, man. Thanks to Dan. Barkley as well. Chuck, and yeah. I think Steve, Steve Nash, Nash is out there. Amari Stoudemire. And they're all the way back. Good for them. Give Chris Paul. He turned down. Chris Paul turned down some deal, right? Yeah, $44 million, He's I probably going to make 100 some again. Uh, yeah, that's what he's looking for. He's 36 years old. Good for him. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. The fact you allow us to penetrate your ear holes on a daily basis, I am eternally grateful for. There's a lot of other stuff out there. The fact that you spend time with us every day, I am very, very grateful for it. Thank you so much. I don't know why, but I appreciate it. If you like this show, obviously, you're around this long, unless you're hate listening, and if you're doing as such, congrats. That's awesome. That's a good grudge to hold. But if not, if you're here, you probably enjoy it. Be a friend, tell a friend. Ty will continue to give away random amounts of cash. Hashtag end pod squad. We appreciate you so much. See you tomorrow with a big time Tuesday. Ty, please play some independent music and repel these people into a beautiful Monday night. Cheers. <laughs>